Jimbo Paris, and you are listening to the Jimbo Paris Show. All right. What's up, guys? It's the Jimbo Paris Show here today. This is our monthly talk, and we're going to be kind of going into all the different things that I've learned from these guests and takeaways that, of course, are for you and what you could do to implement what these people have taught me. So what, how this is gonna work is very simple. I am going to run through all of the different interviews I've done, all right? After I'm done running through all these different interviews, I'll kind of push in a few points that I gathered from this and you can use this as a reference point on what you could do for your life. So if that sounds good, let's get started. And forgive me right now, I'm still setting this up. This is our first ever talk that I'm ever doing like this. So it's pretty exciting for me. All right. So what I'm going to be doing is we're going to be quoting uh, different things that I've discussed with the guests. And I'm going to kind of go more in-depth into these and kind of give you the deeper essence of what I've gathered from it and how I can, it can apply to your life. When you work on these skills, they are things that it's best not to simply read them, but to try them. Like learning a sport, you can't just say, well, here are the rules of the sport. You're done. You have to try it. You have to drill. You have to scrimmage. You have to practice. And it's best done with other people. So I recommend creating groups of people. Think of it like a book club or a reading group. And I describe how to do it in that uh, professional, the career toolkit development program, that first download on the resources page. If your company doesn't want to do it, do it yourself. Create a local meetup group, find other people in your organization or just friends or others you have, create that group and together work on these skills. And that's going to move you along much faster. Okay. So keep going. Life goes on. There will be another round. So what this rebukes back to is resilience. Mark Hirschberg was a very resilient man. He talked a lot about having to learn. And even though he was a naturally smart man, didn't really have too much EQ, emotional intelligence. And because of that, he had to struggle. He was outcast for being mature, for being more intelligent than the average person. And because of that, he had to fight his way to learning how to improve that EQ that he had. And it kind of turned him into an interesting beast because let me give you an example. He realized that he could really focus in on connecting with people by focusing just on the small details. So for example, his employees were struggling with having a good day for one simple reason, because their actual, their soap dispenser wasn't working properly. So Mark, strangest thing to me, he says, I fixed the soap dispenser. And I was like, but that's such a small, insignificant thing. What's a soap dispenser going to do to improve some type of social situation? Or how is a soap dispenser going to improve the employee morale and transform all this stuff? And he emphasizes it's the small details that matter. And, and those little details 
something as little as a soap dispenser changed the entire way his employee infrastructure was running because of that one little impact. So my thing is this, keep moving forward. Because if you keep moving forward, something will have to work out in the end. And to go more in depth in this, you, you need to push forward. Because how I applied this to my life was very simple. I've had some struggles. I've actually fought through academic torture and academic difficulty. And I'm still here. And I've learned to take advantage of the skills I've had to build this business and to build this content. Because I've learned that I enjoy relaying information to you guys. And it's taught me to keep going because life goes on. And this, this round, this second round for me is what I'm doing right here. So that goes to show that you could do a lot of these impactful things and create a good difference. We've all fallen down in our life. Don't feel ashamed and keep going. So what this scroll is essentially saying, relating it back to Mark Hirschberg and what he's done is you need to keep going because if you don't keep going, who will you be failing? Because don't just think about this as, oh, this is me not moving forward. This is about everyone. You need to do this for something deeper than just yourself. And that's what was pushing Mark. Mark was trying to influence big communities, big societies. He would literally make apps in order to improve people's lives, to optimize their lives. And the easiest way to not feel ashamed and keep going, because I know it's easier said than done, is to have something deeper than just, oh man, the money, oh, look at how I look, oh, you know, I have this, I have that. It needs to be deeper than that. And that's a good point Mark emphasizes. We get better because we put the work into it. Again, this goes back to the first question. These questions are all similar. I mean, well, not questions, these quotes are all similar, but they all raise a very good point. And the thing is, natural talent is just the starting point. It's the work that you put in that really pushes you to that next level. Because here's the thing. You could always be a naturally talented person, but you could never be a natural master. Masters are always made. They're never born. Talent is born. So this point is extremely important. And just put in the work. Put in the work. Keep pushing. And you will see some results. Because that guy next to you that may be having it easy, that may be getting all these simple tricks and doodads, yeah, he's got some talent. But if he doesn't have this too, he can never truly be a master. You could be the master if you follow this advice here by Mark. You need to put the work in because Mark was a naturally smart man. Do you think Mark could have made it into MIT? You think he could have been a ballroom dancer? You could have could he have made this amazing business of his if he just relied on talent alone? No. It's the fact that he took that exact talent and he pushed it to the next level.
And that's how he became a master in his craft. This is what I'm doing right now. I think I'm pretty good at talking to you guys. I think I'm pretty good at communicating. Well, I wouldn't say I'm amazing at it, but I do enjoy it. I do enjoy guiding you all in the right direction. Am I a master at it? No. I think I'm talented at it. But even though I'm talented at it, what am I doing right now? I'm putting in the work. And that's what you have to do. You are capable of so much more than you think you are. I believe we all have vast, vast, vast amounts of courage, patience, determination, dormant, lying dormant inside us, waiting to be used at a moment's notice during crisis. It's there all the time. We're capable of so much more. If I could tell myself, Matthew, this is what you're going to do with your life down the road. This is what's going to happen to you. I'm like, whoa, I don't know about that. I don't know if I can do that. What? Really? That's what I'm going to go through? Wow. Holy smokes. But I, I tell myself, Matthew, you are going to be given, you already have, deep within, deep within you, lying dormant, courage, patience, determination, and you will be able to get through this. You will. You will come out the other end. You will find peace and contentment. Interesting. If I can bike across Canada, I can get through schizophrenia. Yes. This is a pretty deep one, and it's kind of a, an inside uh, it's, it's an inside reference to, because what Matthew told me was very simple. I want to tell you that it's possible to get through, but only with hope. And hope is an important thing. Because when Matthew was biking across Canada, he, he really dug deep into himself, because that's what schizophrenia is. It's, it's, it was a roadblock for him. It was an obstacle. It was a challenge. And... It's always possible to get through any type of roadblock or obstacle you have in your life. Don't for a second ever think it isn't possible. Matthew did this. He had a very tough life growing up. Dealt with depression. Dealt with guilt. Dealt with imposter syndrome. He had a hard time looking back and kind of referencing how he felt. He was always so burdened with this condition. And I bet in his head he was thinking, why me? Why does this have to be me? Why not someone else? But what did he do? He took responsibility for his life and he empowered himself. And that's the philosophy I preach too, self-empowerment. And we don't have a mission statement yet, but this is the key here. Empowering oneself to empower others. Matthew Dickinson empowered himself. And I'll get even more depth into this when we get into the next people here. But Matthew Dickinson empowered himself. He overcame his problems and his schizophrenia. I'll tell you right now, it gave him tough skin. It gave him something they didn't have before. And you know what that something is? It's robustness. It made him robust. And what I mean by that is it toughened him up to the point where he could handle any obstacle. Now, A person that's never dealt with schizophrenia before, you think they're going to be as robust as him? Unless they've been through something tough too. Maybe a lot of the other people have been through stuff too. Schizophrenia, even if you don't have it, it's an obstacle. Me running a big business, getting through college, that's an obstacle. That guy, um, Mark Hirschberg, he went through obstacles too. Not fitting in. Being 
a smart mind that wasn't recognized for being smart by his peers. That's an obstacle. They all got through that challenge. And so can you too. One of the big things that I've been thankful for, empathy for another person, okay? This is important. Empathy is a key because here's how I see it. If you don't have empathy for yourself, you don't have empathy for others. And empathy for yourself is very simple. You need to understand what you're going through. You need to understand your emotions and you need to have respect for yourself. And understanding another man's condition, such as schizophrenia, it allowed him to have empathy for other people with schizophrenia. Now, you could just imagine, there are probably a lot of people that didn't have empathy for him because they didn't have that condition either. And again, a lot of people are just living lives of quiet pain. Why? Because we may be going through something completely different from the next person. What I need empathy for may be different from what the next person needs empathy for, what the, what the next person needs empathy for. It all differs. But at the end of the day, the only thing we can do is just be understanding of everyone's situation. I may not understand what this person is going through, but I could feel it, though. I could feel it. Trust other people's feelings. That's the key to empathy. If someone feels sad, trust that feeling and then gravitate that back. You may be thinking, well, this is pointless. How, what does this have to do with empowerment? Everything. Because, again, if you're a leader, there's one thing you're going to need, and that's empathy. Because if one of your employees is going through something and you're not showing any empathy, what's going to happen? The employee is going to slack off. The employee is going to quit. Something is going to happen. But more importantly, that's the key to leadership. A leader needs to be that role model. And this is just another piece of the puzzle, a small piece yet important piece to the key to that leadership. Always count your blessings, never your desires. Always focus on the things that really matter. Stay away from the people who don't want you in life because they're just going to make your life worse and make you more unhappy. And always surround yourself with people that love you and care about you unconditionally and would support you even if you weren't famous or even if you didn't have what you had. Because when you, the more positivity that's in your life, the more of a chance you have of success and happiness and things like that. That's what I learned. And, you know, my parents were very much the same way. And, you know, they, they found success too, you know. Dark Joseph Ravine. Yes. The, uh, <laughs> this guy was the uh, Guinness world record holder for uh, something to do with arcade tickets, which is quite interesting. Um, you can look back at one of my episodes for that. Good episode. Let people's words not affect you. Whatever is meant to be, will be. This was always interesting to me. So how I see it, words do have power. They do, in fact. But it's not everything. And what he's trying to say is this. If people say you can't do it, does that really mean you can't do it? Because at the end of the day, 
You are what you believe. If you believe what they say, then it will happen. And what's meant to be, more emphasis on that quote, is what you say about yourself. You could say, I can do it. You can do it. Always sit back and reflect. If someone says something to you, pause for a moment. Think back. This is another key to leadership here. A leader should not let little words affect him. A leader is supposed to be a stable, grounding force. He's supposed to be like this, like a rock. Okay? Words, something as simple as words, shouldn't be able to tip you over. And again, words, jealousy, all these things affect us. And this is what Dark Joseph Ravine did. Dark Joseph Ravine went through a very tough life. He was bullied a ton. But what did he do? After all that bullying, did he let those words affect him? Did he let all those things said about him affect him or damage him in any way? No. He pushed through. He was a warrior. He was like, look, I'm going to take, this is where his name comes from, the dark ravine. I'm going to take all this pain and I'm going to transmute it into something positive that can transform people's lives. He didn't bring back misery. And that's the key. He really ignored those words and said, I am going to take people out of the dark ravine and I'm going to transform their lives. Gratitude, gratefulness. Appreciate what you have. This is another one. You need to appreciate what you have. I think a lot of times we attempt to not feel thankful for what we already have. And here's the thing. If you can't be thankful for the littlest things, you can't be thankful for the biggest things. Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to win a bit, then you're going to get unsatisfied. Then you're going to want to win more, then you're going to get unsatisfied. Then you're going to want more, then you're going to get unsatisfied. This quote can be a little bit hard to reflect on. The key here is just this. Be grateful for what you have. And I'm not saying be complacent. Because this is the confusing part. A lot of people believe that being grateful and, gra and having gratitude is being complacent. I'm not telling you right now to sit down and be, look, I I I'm okay with my garbage life. Don't do that. If you're unhappy with where you are, at least be grateful that you're taking the steps forward. Be grateful that you bought that book to learn about that new craft and where to start your business. Be grateful for that. But don't be complacent. Have that fire inside of you. Gratitude isn't about burning out the fire. It's about showing pride and showing happiness in the ambition and the work ethic that you have to move forward in life. That's my perception of it. And Dark Joseph Ravine had to show gratitude. Going through his life, his struggle in Canada, a lonely place, but then building that positive empire, he had to have gratitude for something. And it was that fire in his heart. It's the same thing I do too. I have gratitude for that fire, that ambition. What I have, which is internal, my own driving force. Always count your blessings, never your desires. So what this quote really means is, yes, we have blessings. Yes, we have desire. 
but a desire is just something that's in the air. A blessing is something you already have. The only way you could get more desires is by focusing more on the blessings that you already have. Because the more you focus on those blessings, the more they're going to multiply. So I know, I know that that sounds a bit vague. Let me give you some emphasis. Joseph, Mr. Dark Joseph Ravine, he didn't start off with much. He started off with a few arcade tickets and some Nachiel website. Not too many people looking at him. But then what did he do? He decided to count his blessings. I do have these two things. I at least have a website going. I at least have a goal. Right? These are my two blessings here. And I got a few arcade tickets. These are my blessings. And he was like, you know, because I have this arcade ticket here, maybe I could push this further. And then more and more. And then what happened when he counted that one blessing? Guinness World Records. And then what happened when he began counting that same blessing with his website? One of the biggest websites out there now. What happened when he started focusing more on the positivity, that blessing? It multiplied and created a gigantic community. What happened when I counted my blessings when I was doing episode one? More episodes started to come out. What happened when I counted my blessings when I decided to actually do an episode like this? More blessings arrived. Look at all the information I have now. I got 72 episodes while balancing college, while balancing a full business and a blog. If I can do this, anyone can do this. But you got to count your blessings. That's the key. Never your desires. Focus on the blessings. Focus on multiplying those blessings. Never the desire. Always on the blessing. We could choose to stay down and let life keep kicking us, or we can get up and fight back, and we could get up and do those things. We could get ourselves back in position. Yeah, things happen, and and like a lot of things happen in times where we we feel like we can't keep going, but in reality, life is going to keep going regardless. So you might as well keep going with it because what are you what are you going to do? Because life is not going to wait for none of us. One day we're going to all perish, we're going to all be gone, and then life is just going to keep passing us by. Like you know, think about it. I don't know if you ever been depressed and sat in the bed for for days or week at a time. I have, and I know that everybody life continue to go on. I've been I've been incarcerated before. Everybody's life still went on. While I was in jail, everybody still had to go to work. Everybody still had to get their things done. Everybody still had their life. So I understand that life doesn't wait on nobody. So the best thing you can do is to work work on your problems and work on yourself and heal. This one's the next guy. JD the author. So don't give up no matter how tough it gets. The next day could be the day the sun will come out for you. JD had a tough life. He was, first of all, he was born in a very tough community in the hood. And now he's got a full-fledged business. And now we're partnering on transforming and empowering other people's lives. That goes to show you that anything is possible. JD did a lot for his community and his people, even his kids. His kids look up to him. Because what did he do? Did he blame other people? No. He focused on empowering his life. And that's the key. You can heal no matter what you've been through. And by facing the past and accepting it, 
you can change. Always move forward. That's the key. And this is some tough love here. You have to be tough and you have to move forward. And that's what I was explaining before. You need to be robust. Okay? And again, that next day came out to him. Look at him now. He had to take his son to the hospital. He finished writing a book for COVID. His editor pushed the book back multiple times, didn't like it. Now look at him. Has his own book. Now we're doing a sponsorship. And now I have the privilege of advertising this man's book. Isn't that amazing? Again, the key is not giving up no matter how tough it gets. That's important. I have followed this philosophy too. As I've said before, everyone should always follow this philosophy. Never give up no matter how tough it gets. All the roads are the obstacles you can go through. You can heal. That's important. So, yeah, you can get through any obstacle you want. You can go through, but you can always heal. Don't ever think for a second, if you get hit, I can't come back. Too many people are afraid of failure. Here's the thing. If failure happens, just push through. Just power through. It's going to be there. The success will come. Look at, look at JD. Look at our interview. You can search it up online. He talks all about this. Great interview, too. Life is hard, and people cope in so many different ways and aspects. This was another point. The key to coping with situations, at least with what JD said, because this is some genuine application, is accept things. Just accept what happens. How I phrase it may be a bit different. Take responsibility. And I don't mean blame yourself, but trust in yourself that you could go forward and fix that problem. JD said this best. Well, I'm going to explain it more in his way. He said you need to accept yourself. And you need to understand that life is hard. Everyone's going through something. And if you can accept what is, you can move forward. And the first stage to accepting is by acknowledging that it happened. Too many times in life we live in lies. We blame other things. We blame other people. And we don't know where we stand. You need to be aware in order to accept. And you need to take responsibility before you can be aware either. So how I see it, do it either way. That's an excellent quote too. That's always the first step. Excellent talk. So I would like to give a special thanks to our sponsors. We have Allison Roberts. Her book, Behind the Power, was a great book. And it serves as a powerful tool in breaking away loose chains and bonds and kind of empowering yourself to be a better version of who you are. Next up, Judy Rye. Great woman. And she's the CEO of LifeWork Systems a company focused on empowering others and kind of teaching us what we really want to have. And she owns a business that's really focused on empowering other businesses as well, improving the work ethic, the company culture. And again, I had emphasized this before, company culture is key because again, it makes the difference. All right, this is a great talk. You know, I wanna thank you guys all for showing up. And don't forget to look at us on our Roku channel. We are a full-fledged Roku channel. And this has been a privilege. This is our first uh, meetup episode. Hopefully, 
he uh, got a few good points here. All right. I'm Jimbo Paris, and this is the Jimbo Paris Show. Thanks again for watching me. Thank you for listening to the Jimbo Parish Show.